Hello, and thank you for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 214 for patch 5.4. Our topic for this episode is getting to know Garage. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This is Roots, and I play a goblin warlock. And this is Freckleface, and I play a goblin hunter. We are a podcast for the casual World of Warcraft player. Coming up in episode number 214 of HearthCast, we take an in-depth look at Garage Health Screen. This just in, blame the game mechanics. We're going to play an inverted game of HearthCast AoE. We have a bit of an open raid challenge mode update, and hey Blizz, can we Battle.net chat on our phones yet? So, hey, Freck! Hey, Roots! How you doing? All right. What's new with you this week in the world of Warcraft? Um, you know, I've been in Hearthstone a little bit more than I've been in WoW this week. Okay. Uh, just because I've been uh, doing the daily quest there and actually broke down and bought some packs. Whoa. Yeah. In-game microtransactions. Microtransactions, yeah. Buy Freckleface. Yeah. You did it. Cool. Uh, but... I've been enjoying stalking my friends list while working. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh like in the with the battle.net thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I get bored. I whisper to people and be like, "Tell me a joke." And uh, yeah, how's that working out for you though? Really? <laughs> I, I mean, learned a really good <laughs> joke the other day. Actually, <laughs> I can't repeat it. It's inappropriate. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I'd call like, it. I also kind of hate myself for laughing at right? it. Right? Yeah, just slightly inappropriate on all levels but it's okay you know <laughs> but when it happened in wow um i have been kind of chipping away at that lore master uh achievement i think i finished shadow moon valley so there's that and i gave oq another try i really didn't like it the first time i used it and it was actually gremlins is going to be on later today who kind of talked me through it and is like look here's how you manage it and just kind of like assured me that just because it was doing something different that I'm used to, that it's okay. It's not okay. It's, it's okay. Not- ah. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. Wow. Woo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Aha. Okay. <laughs> um, so I used it to get into a flex wing one on my mage. Yeah. Because my mage, she's level 544, which means technically she should be good enough to get into wing 4, which is all I really want. I want a chance at the heirloom weapons. However, at that item level, you can get in, but you're not top choice. Sure. And without being uh, a tank or a healer, you know, you're going to get passed over for some other people. So I was like, well, I need to get some other gear. Plenty of stuff drops from wing 1 about... I don't know, eight different things dropped from wing one that I could have used. Didn't get a single one. Used a bonus roll on everything I could. Nothing. And then I tried to queue again for wing three. Ended up with the same group leader from the previous one, except this one just fell apart. We were on Malkarok, and we had about three or four attempts, and I was just reaching the end of my rope and ended up quitting. So I'm going to give it another shot uh, over the weekend and just see if I can't get some more gear, and we'll go from there. So what's going on with you? Well, I've been kind of focusing on my druid, trying to get him all geared up, you know? And uh, that's actually going faster than I 
thought it would. Yeah. Now it did help that I've gotten in some uh, some nice timeless aisle groups, you know, uh, who are like rep farming and don't mind staying down a little lower. Sure. Because <laughs> I ain't no way I'm going across the bridge yet. I might go <laughs> do it now, but by then then I couldn't. And so I was able to get some uh, some stuff, you know, like a burden drop, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I can upgrade a piece because I had some other pieces. And uh, that was one of the things that I kind of I got into a groove with, where I wasn't automatically equipping every little leather thing that dropped. Because, you know, you get like the leather thing and you have to turn it into your... Yes, you have to turn it into yeah, easy gear. You got, exactly. Yeah. So at first, my first inclination was, let me click on that and turn it. I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm okay right now. Right. Maybe a burden will drop. Exactly. Because once you click on the coin, you can't apply the burden to it. Right. And so not only did I, I do that, but then it also dawned on me, Freckle Face, new tune on a new server equals... New one-time chests on the Timeless Isle. Ooh. So I got to go around and loot all the one-time chests, which the one over by Ordos has a guaranteed burden in it. So, That's true. And if this, you can make it in and, oh, at, and out alive. No problem. No Druid. problem? Druid just... Stealth? Prowl. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> no problem at all. And I can jump over the thing because... Right. Here's This was cool, right? Because it's an alt on a different server... But Root, on a completely different server and a different faction, has the legendary cloak. So That means you are able to jump across yeah. the bridge. And the Celestials just know it's the same person. They will yeah, bill you yeah. across. Ooh, it's crazy. Don't think too hard on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and don't even think that they're going to care once you try to get back No, no, there. no. no they don't care about coming own. back. You know. No. So... Uh, so uh, that was cool. So I was able to basically, I've been really, you know, upgrading the the level, the, his eye level. And I actually completed the first part of uh, Siege of Orkumar on LFR. And that was interesting. It went pretty smooth. But I noticed something that was trying to trouble me. But we talked about it before. We kind of called it. Another one thing we called. And that is these people in these LFRs are looking, I think specifically at tanks and healers, looking at their gear and they're saying, oh, that's a boosted character, boot him. Vote to kick. Because that person doesn't have sufficient gear. Although their item level meets the basic requirements, right. they're not uber geared. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they're going to struggle. Therefore, we don't want them here. Mm-hmm. Because we want this to be a face roll. Because it's LFR. And that's what LFR is supposed to be. You know, speaking as them. But we said that. We said that going back that they needed to wait on this boost until it was going to be easier to gear people up to get... You well, know, the boost shouldn't be the end level. Right. You know. 10 below. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, um, luckily, you know, I didn't queue up on any of those things as a tank. I just queued up as DPS. And I did, however, queue up on one instance as tank. Just a random bug. And I did okay. Nice. <laughs> so that was, that was, was one of the ones I knew. So I was really happy. I'm like, oh, Okay. I did notice something, being as a ranged DPS, of all my other tunes are ranged DPS. And now I'm a druid, which is not ranged DPS. And uh, I kind of noticed something that's kind of cool. As ranged DPS, you get to kind of watch what everybody else is doing. And so I kind of knew, okay, as a tank, this is what I should be doing because this is what the tank did on everything else. You know what I mean? You kind of... Yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah. I was able to watch from afar, so I was able to kind of mimic that. You know, I had no clue what I was doing. All I knew was I was supposed to keep the aggro on me, and I did that, so I was happy. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess the other thing I'm doing with you know I, I boosted engineering. We talked about that, and so I went out and I made I've made the the flying machine, and I just bought all those mats on the on the auction house, and then I made Blingtron, and that was kind of fun. Except I spawned them for. <laughs> you had me come to Stormwind, and I, I flew. I was in bird form, and so I I, I, I cast Blingtron. And he spawned, and he was on the ground, and then he, like, jumped in the air out of our range. <laughs> he was never on the ground on my screen. Oh, he was on the ground for, like, a split second on mine, and there's uh-huh. a whoop right up in the air. I was like, yo. <laughs> and then I had to go to bird form and fly up to, <laughs> and you had to mount on your dragon. Luckily, it would still let you accept the quest, Yeah, a lot of times, it won't let you unless <laughs> you're on the dismount ground. Or it'll dismount you, you fall. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of weird. So, I apologize for that. The first time I throw down Blingtron for you. And it's six feet in the air or whatever. <laughs> I like a challenge. <laughs> so the other thing I've been doing is now that I've got my engineer and I've got recipes for things and whatnot, I want to make stuff, right? I mean, that kind of makes sense. Sure. So I'm making uh, Molly, Molly, whatever, the portable mailbox. Molly. And, um, You're just saying the voice. No. Okay. <laughs> I almost well, did. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so I had to go to Shulazar Basin because there's none of this stuff in the auction house. Oh, that's right. Because it's been relatively worthless because. Because <laughs> everybody's got it. Yeah. You know, and it's, I think that's going to be one of the struggles as, in particular, an engineer. You get all these recipes for stuff. You know, you know all the designs and all the patterns where you can go buy them, whatever. But they're not necessarily current anymore, but it's still relevant. You know, having that piece of technology is still relevant for, you know, some things. You know what? I've already done this as my Hey Blizz like five times, but they really need like a want to buy section in the auction house. Because I'm sure there are plenty of people who have or had the materials that you need and have just been vendoring them because no one's buying them. Right. You know? Yeah. Want to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Want to buy. Yeah. And it would balance out the supply and demand price. Really would, yeah. Here's the thing, you know, I'm not, I'm barely like half shotting them, <laughs> so it's literally running up and down this 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 part of Shulazar Basin, just this one cliff, killing this one particular type of mob. He's like an air spirit, whatever. Okay. And uh, hoping he drops his crystal of something, and then ten of those makes one of the eternal crystals or whatever they're called. And I need eight eternal, so I need eighty of the other ones. And it's just like, and then to top it off, there was somebody else farming them the other day, and I was like, um, "Yeah, we can't both be here because." <laughs> and so I kind of took advantage because I can insta cast flight form, <laughs> and I really felt like quote unquote that druid, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. And I was just like, "This is what I used to get mad at, but now I'm doing it." So. Yeah. Yeah. I used, you know, and well, you know, I, I, I flashback and remembered what one druid told me when I complained about it. If you don't like it, roll a druid. <laughs> you know, I didn't say yeah, that to yeah. that person, you know, uh-huh. but I thought about that and I went, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun though, but you know, I'm sure like all these, these engineers have had these things for years and I'm just now catching up. So, you know, fun, fun. We have a follow-up email from Josh who wrote in last week. 
He said, as Root requested, here is the information I have. I tried doing my flipping on Wednesday afternoon on the Thrall server. As I mentioned, those all came back to me. I have since changed my posting time to Monday night. I checked the auction house and found that I could post my ore at a higher price than I planned to and still be the lowest guy on the market. By Tuesday night, my auctions had sold. I used the profits to buy out lower-priced ore, as you have suggested, and am slowly building stacks of 20 to list next Monday night. Thanks again for the great advice. So, yeah. All right. Not much else to, to give him this, because I was going to tell him maybe change the night that he posts to something where more people will be getting on to do stuff. Uh, Tuesday nights at the resets, a lot of people get on and do a lot of stuff to get it out of the way. So that's probably a good time to post. So that obviously it is. I checked the Thrall server on WoW Auction, and they have a lot of ore, like uh, three times the amount as what we have on, on, on the main server we're on. So that's a lot of ore. And um, probably what might have happened is is on the first time that, that Josh had posted, what I'm imagining happened is that people just came in and undercut him and listed their stuff for cheaper and cheaper. And then, you know, I, I've been guilty of writing that down where I buy out everybody else's undercut, you know, when they come in to undercut me. I'm just like, I'll buy you out. I still want to be the lowest guy. And um, it's not the best way i mean you can get caught with a lot of, a lot of product that way <laughs> it's been a, so just be careful but i'm glad they came back i mean I'm, rather i'm glad they sold and i'm glad you're reinvesting those profits but just always remember uh what you paid to get it like i said last weekend this week just remember how much you have invested in it and that way you can easily turn a profit so grats and uh, keep up the good work getting to know you garage edition our game lives center around notable NPCs in the game. We may see them routinely or even hear about them every day. But how much do we really know about them? Why are we interacting with particular NPCs in the manners that we do? In Getting to Know You, we take a closer look at the life and times of an NPC. Our subject matter for this Getting to Know You is Garage Hellscream. We hope to present this information in a manner that is both informational and entertaining, and do hope you forgive us for any oversights or misunderstandings of events. Garrosh Hellscream, son of Grom Hellscream and former chieftain of the Warsong Clan, is the former war chief of the Horde. With the reopening of the Dark Portal, Garrosh was invited into the Horde by Thrall himself, quickly advancing to the position of personal advisor of the war chief. Garrosh led the Horde troops into Northrend and was given the position of acting war chief in Thrall's absence. Garrosh is well known for his fierce hatred of the Alliance and frequently expresses his desire for the Horde to go to war with its rival faction. When we first encounter Thrall in the Grand, we see a weak, despondent orc. He's brash, he's full of himself, and he's utterly ignorant of anything going on in Azeroth or Azeroth's history. His greatest fear is undoubtedly that he would follow in the same path that his father did. He felt so horrible about what his father did that he has done nothing at all to defend himself and his position. His father, Grom, drank from Manoroth's blood and was a champion of the Corrupted Horde. After they were freed from the Legion's taint, they were rounded up and enslaved by humans continually impressed and hunted. When Thrall finally broke free and formed the new horde, they were at constant war with the Alliance, always having to defend themselves for the sake of survival. 
In preparation for the Burning Legion's second invasion of Azeroth, Kil'jaeden dispatched Manroth to Draenor. Describing him to Gul'dan, Kil'jaeden mentioned that Manroth is known for many things, but patience is not among them. The twelve clan chieftains of the Horde Orc drank from Manroth's blood, and they fell prey to the curse of bloodlust. Their corruption quickly spread to the rest of the Horde and ultimately led to their ill-fated assault on the human kingdoms of Azeroth. Now, Grosh himself was not corrupted by the blood of Manroth. He, along with other orcs who were not corrupted, were known as the Maghar. They're easy to spot as their skin tones are not green. Now, as Garrosh is getting older, all he wants is for his people to be left in peace as the shame of his father's legacy weighs so heavy on him. And then Thrall shows up, and he tells Garrosh how his father actually freed the orcs from the bloodlust by defeating Manroth. Thrall then encourages Garrosh to try to follow in his father's footsteps and actually puts him in a position of leadership. During the time of Wrath of the Lich King, Garrosh is an orc trying to find his place in the world after coming to terms with a different story of his origins. He becomes increasingly frustrated with what he feels is Thrall's casual approach to the Alliance. Thrall pushes Garrosh over his limits, when Thrall said he doesn't want to see Garrosh make the same mistakes Grom did. Garrosh challenges Thrall and they start to fight. Just as it seems Garrosh is getting the upper hand, they have to stop fighting to deal with the threat to Ogamar. Thrall tells Garrosh that they'll settle the dispute later. After dealing with the Scourge in Ogamar, Garrosh asks to be assigned to Northrend and Thrall approves. Garrosh Hellscream was named Overlord of the Warsong Offensive, the main army of the Horde expedition to Northrend. This is where we first witness the change in Garrosh Hellscream. Garrosh is much more hot-blooded and reckless in his role as Horde commander in Northrend, often going against his chief advisor's suggestions. Garrosh seems to be more interested in destroying the Alliance than fighting the Scourge. When Thrall steps down as war chief to join Earthen Ring in order to deal with Deathwing, Garrosh suddenly finds himself leading the Horde. He takes this position with pride, but even Thrall knows he's not ready. Thrall's words, you disappoint me, Garrosh, plague Garrosh's mind constantly. The disappointment and contempt that Thrall feels for him spurs a crucial development at this point in his life. His early steps as the war chief were very, very rocky. He does become a war hero, but he also shows a really ugly side, which is normally excused for mostly being young, brash, and having something to prove. One of his first acts as war chief is to evict the majority of non-orc and non-torns from central Orgrimmar, believing only they possess the strength to truly defend the city. While Garrosh's ascension to war chief's throne has been applauded by the orcs, it's less popular with the other races of the Horde, including the two closest allies of the Orcs. Vol'jin, chief of the Darkspear tribe, absolutely despises him, condemning him as a warmonger and believes that his status as a son of Hellscream and as a hero of the war against the Lich King was the only reason Thrall chose him to begin with. Cairn Bloodhoof, the high chief of the Torin, under the impression that Garrosh has deliberately undermined an attempt to peacefully obtain resources from Ashenvale, challenges him to a duel in Orgrimmar. He is defeated, but later we learn that Magatha Grimtotem deliberately poisoned Garrosh's blade 
and that the poison incapacitated Karen, allowing Garrosh to slay him. Now, even Sylvanas Windrunner, the Dark Lady of the Forsaken, also has a problem with Garrosh, referring to him as an ogre-headed buffoon. Of course, we don't even want to say what he referred to her no, as. No, we so. can't. It's one of the most epic moments in the game, though, I think. Now, we watch him turn into a more stubborn character, almost like a villain, but he has some redeeming qualities, which will lead to him being a stronger war chief. For example, once he learns about the poisoning of the blade, he actually condemns Magatha to whatever fate the Earth Mother deems fair, and he refuses to aid her in defending Thunderblood from Bane. It was not a fair win by his own hand. So he was upset about that. Further, when the bomb that leveled Theramore was first tested and used, it was used in the mountain hills to kill an alliance point and much of the children there. Garrosh was mortified at that event and actually killed the orc that led it for killing innocents and losing his honor. So before Mr. Pandaria was released, it got out that Garrosh was going to be the end boss. And at that time, we didn't know why, but um, over the course of this last expansion, he goes through a lot of changes. Oh, yeah. The first major event was the bombing of Theramore. Now, Theramore is the Alliance's main trade point with the Kul'Turas. With two new places near the sea, Vashir and Twilight Highlands, it would be terrible for the Horde if Kul'Turas got involved. At one time, Kul'Turas has the most powerful navy in the world. Kul'Turas has a dispute with the Alliance and only trade because Jaina is heir to the throne. Not that it wasn't a bad decision or cruel, but it wasn't a meaningless attack. In the Siege of Ogamar, Garrosh was having an eternal battle with himself and his pride. He was trying to prove himself not just to his people, but also to himself. He grew up on bloodshed and war, and his way was that of both. Then he found out his father, who he once thought to be a disgrace, was a legend in the new horde's eyes. He felt this utter desire to live up to not only his childhood, but to the legend that preceded him. He fought with despair, doubt, and fear at the prospect that he would never live up to his father's name, never see the horde rise to their former power, and never be able to prove himself. This led to anger and hatred. He was angry at himself because he couldn't amass the same level of respect as his father did, and he was angry at Thrall and his people for succumbing to ideas such as peace when he had no notion of the word. He hated Thrall for who he now saw as weak, and he hated the Alliance for opposing all that he wants. In anger and hatred, he fought violence. Garrosh is a violent creature and ha- always has been. Honorable and respectable, but always violent. He is not a diplomat and never really has been. His entire world has been shaped with violence. All of these lead to pride, the last shaw to be defeated, and the one emotion that's good until it's bad. Pride is the act of having to prove oneself not just to oneself, but to all others as well, and Garrosh always has high standards placed above his head. He was expected to do great, and he demanded nothing less than greatness of himself. He takes the heart of an old god and bends its power to create super warriors who can defend the Horde. So looking at Garrosh overall, he was thrust into a position of authority over the course of just merely three expansions. In the writings, his rise was made apparent and gradual, but his downfall? 
That was quick. He is like his father. He wants his people to be strong and safe and proud. His means for accomplishing that became questionable and then monstrous. But to him, the ends justify the means, so he doesn't need to explain himself. He believes he's right, and that his people will see what he has done for them, and they will rally to his support. Garash's core character is very much a frightened man, a man that was abandoned by his family during this weakest moment in life, yet still saddled with his family's greatest shame. He is forced to be left behind, bedridden among a race that values physical warrior prowess overall. Yet despite all of this, we get to see him grow. You see a brown-skinned orc, an outsider, being accompanied by Thrall, the war chief. He is completely ignorant to the lowly lives that many of the orcs are forced to lead until this fate is thrust in his face. He was asked these following questions when he first gets to Orgrimmar. Where does all the food for the orcs in Orgrimmar come from? The lands surrounding them are completely barren. All the food has to be imported. There is no way for an orc to make their own way in the world without a healthy foundation to build upon. Which leads to the next question. Why would such an amazing war chief and leader settle his people in a barren land? Why would he do that when just northeast of them there is a land full of lush resources and everything they could ever need to survive? Yet all this time their war chief continually promotes peace and tries to lead the collected allied races under his horde, unbeknownst to him, as his own people suffer because of it. So naturally, when Garash steps into the role of war chief, while his first steps may be shaky, they are evident in their purpose. He wants the betterment of his people, the orcish people. And now, upon being overthrown, he flees into an alternate timeline, where he can reroute the path of his horde from demon corrupted into military excellence and discipline. He's forming an iron horde, one so strong and disciplined and made up entirely of his people that he hopes to use to save his people from their plight. Characters in the world of Warcraft are written with a pretty decent level of complexity. What may seem trivial on the surface often turns out to be very calculated by the writers at Blizzard. We encourage people to take the time to read the WoW books in order to gain a better understanding of the characters we all interact with in Azeroth. You're listening to HearthCast. In gaming headlines this week. Video gamer aggression result of game experience, not violent content. If we could ever ask for an amen on this podcast, this would be it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How many times have we seen the headlines come out that some tragic event has happened, and then they find out that the person played a quote-unquote violent video video game? game. Right. And now it's the video game's fault. So what's coming out with this study, and I'm just going to read this quote here. It says, a new study published in the March edition of the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology indicates that a gamer's experience of a video game and not the content of the game itself can give a rise to violent behavior. So it's the mechanics, not the content. In other words, researchers found that it was not the narrative or imagery, but the lack of mastery of the game's controls and the degree of difficulty players had completing the game that led to frustration. So based on their findings, they note games even like Tetris and Candy Crush 
can inspire violent behavior more so than games like World of Warcraft or Grand Theft Auto if they are poorly designed and difficult to play. How many times, Freck, <laughs> have you been on your phone trying to do that Candy Crush, get mad, and feel like throwing your phone on the ground? I know the feeling. Okay, that is yeah. the feeling. That is what they're saying. Uh-huh. That it's not the fact that, you know, in World of Warcraft, we continually kill things for money, <laughs> which we do, right? Sure. Our characters do, if you will. That aspect isn't doesn't inspire someone to go out to try to do that IRL. But not being able to roll on an item that drops in a raid for no good reason. That might. That might. That might know. send you over the edge. Yeah, that might yeah. be. Yeah. Right. Might be <laughs> going out into Walgreens with a boomerang or something. You know, Walgreens with the boomerang. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know the violent outbursts. That's how yeah. they work. I'm taking my nerf. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my nerf-a-rang. <laughs> Down to the Walgreens. my water hose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a super soak you. <laughs> No, I mean that's what they're saying. It's not the game. It's it's or not the game content. It's the inability to get something done in the game, or the fact that the game is just too challenging, or not done right, or just too frustrating. You get frustrated with that game. I mean, I can remember as a kid throwing like a Nintendo joystick across the room, or controller, or whatever, slamming down the Atari joystick because yeah, you know, yeah. Did you just get you get, that, yeah. I get mad? Yeah. And it's just that level of frustration. It ain't the stuff going on in the game. It's not like the game. That's kind of scary, though. For like, if you're a game developer, it's one thing to be like, "Oh, there's there's no zombies in my game or nothing like that. There's no shooting. It's all just, you know, happy fun um, kitties jumping in a trampoline." And then your kitty jumping in the trampoline game is so bad (laughs) that it makes someone take their super soaker, you know, and. So yeah, Walgreens. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I do. Absolutely. That's a lot of responsibility. If I you're want a game, a game that look if I'm playing my little kitty cat trampoline game, right? Uh-huh. And I can't get my kitty cat to jump twenty seven times uh-huh. because he falls off the trampoline. I'm a I'm a total rage super soak on somebody. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and and I would throw my, my phone across the room and it would break on the wall uh-huh. or get embedded in the wall. <laughs> And that'd be doubly mad. See? Yeah. You see? You see what's happening, right? You get mad at the game, you throw your phone, you get phone breaks, you get mad at that, and now you just push over the edge. Where if I could just make my little kitty cat jump on a trampoline like 30 times, it'll right. be good. Mm-hmm. So really, what we're seeing here is that when Blizzard dumbs down the game, it's really doing society a favor. <laughs> That's what I'm reading out of this. That's what you're getting at. Absolutely. <laughs> we should thank them. You know, for keeping us in a in a safe living on our world because they're global. This is true. They're a global game. Yeah. So they're keeping the world safe from the Titans. That's why Titan mm. hasn't been released. Mm. <laughs> Maybe I'm reading a little too much into this. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> the study's out there. It came across uh, my eyes like a week ago, and now it's hit mainstream. So you guys can go read this study that's out there if you haven't already. It's very interesting uh, what these people came up with. That's one of the scenes that I would love to be on the other side of the, the, the people doing this research. Because you know, you're like watching people. you got one guy in here playing World of Warcraft. you got another person playing, you know, Candy Crush or whatever on their phone. And then, like, the person wipes and wow, and they're like, what you going to do? It is wiped. Oh, they're just, oh, they're corpse run and they're okay. And they look at the person playing Candy Crush. 
Oh, they didn't complete the level. What are they going to do? Oh, they threw their phone. Look out. (laughs) Okay, so clearly it's not the game, not the content. What's going on? So. I don't know. (laughs) It's just interesting, right? It is interesting. And see, there is like a wild difference in like, what what does the aggression mean? Does that mean you're just kind of like irritated and, you know, snapping at people? Or are you talking about, like, actual violent acts? Because, like, how... That's a lot harder to research, you know? Well, yeah. Because what are you going to do? Some you can interview know. somebody after a, a, a violent event? Yeah. Excuse me. What game are you playing? What level are you on? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then... And I just... I just I, it really... Trying to formulate my thoughts here. I apologize. But I get angry anytime I see the press release that, you know, something something bad happens. They played, you know, insert game here whatever it is, you know, they played Counter-Strike. That's what drove them to this. Because that mentality hasn't changed ever. Ever. I ever? Bet you, no, I bet you back in like Ook and Grog's day, uh-huh. they're like, him play with rock. Now why he mad? You know? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, they blame so much on Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. when they came out. Oh, that person... You know, rob that bank because they play a thief in Dungeons well, and Dragons. In my opinion, I think it is going to always happen because when something bad happens, you always have to like look at it and go, "Okay, I have to find a reason why this could not have happened to me." Well, it's because I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. That's exactly. why I didn't rob that bank. There's actually a Pearls Before Swine comic strip that illustrates it perfectly. Uh, Goat is saying that his neighbor died suddenly. He's only 42. And Rat goes, oh, was he fat? Did he smoke? Did he have bad family history? Heart problems? Use drugs? Did he drive fast motorcycles in the rain? No, no, none of that. And Rat just loses his mind. It's like, it can't be nothing because nothing could happen to me. Meaning that fate is whimsical. That I, too, could die any time. Give me something about Fred that made him different than me. He collected stamps. Hyrus Kabi. He was doomed. We all do that, and yeah, video games is just one of those scapegoat things. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. If, I mean, if, and if a child does, you know, go nuts and does bring a gun to school or something like that, people have to go in their mind what made that happen so we can fix it. And the reality is, you can't pinpoint one thing. I think you hit on something though. Yeah, you hit on something very interesting. Um, I would venture to say that more people, as adults play video games now than ever before yeah okay just because how society's grown now we've right? grown up with it and it's okay. not a kid thing anymore so now we can't point to video games because more people play video games right. so that that whole thing so now you got to look at okay what video games well then it was the violent video games well now guess what more and more and more people play the quote-unquote violent video games so, okay, now what is it? Oh, it's got to be the poorly designed. So it's like we're getting deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper and focusing down on it, laser focusing on it to try to find that, that reason that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So all jokes aside, that's a that's a natural progression. You know, first it's video games, then it's violent video games, then it's these particular violent video games. Now it's bad mechanics in these particular video right. games. You know? <laughs> so they're getting all the way down because yeah. they can't find a reason because it ain't related. Yeah. Look, if someone's going to super soak, they're going to super soak. That's just it. You know. Yeah. Huh. Whew. Deep, Freck. 
But it is an interesting read. I encourage you guys to, uh, if you haven't read it, go read it. Um, you can find the report without doing the paywall thing. Um, it's out there for free, so don't don't feel like you have to pay for it. This is Battle Panda from Open Raid, and you're listening to Hearthcast. All right, Frick, to do something a little unusual tonight, you and I are going to go head-to-head in a game of Hearthcast AoE. We have Gremlins, who's going to host this uh, round of AoE, and he joins us now. Gremlins, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're doing really good. Um, Freck, we're going to rock, paper, scissors. No. No? You're going to go outside because I'm tired of going outside. Oh. Okay. <laughs> to go there all the time because everyone always challenges me. That, so you know, that's very turn. fair. All right. Well, I will teleport out okay. and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll remind all of our listeners of the rules of the game as soon as I teleport out. Does that sound fair? That sounds fair. All right. Well, I'm going to teleport out and uh, I'll see you in a bit and good luck. Get ready to play HearthCast AOE, the game where you don't have to be exactly right to win. Here are the rules. Caller, you go first. Players get two points for being closer to the right answer and four points for being exactly right. If both players' answers are the same, the players split the points. In the event of a tie, we go to the time card. The player with the fastest time wins. All right, Freckleface, are you ready to play Hearthcast AoE? I'm ready. All right, well, let me go ahead and start the timer now. Question number one, how many playable classes are there in the world of Warcraft? Um, there was ten, and then they added, I think there's eleven. Okay, question number two. How many quests can your quest log hold? 25. Question number three. How many playable races are there in the World of Warcraft? There is 12. All right. Question number four. Nax has the most boss encounters of any raid in WoW. How many boss encounters are in Nax? Uh, let's see... Sixteen. Okay, and question number five. How many minions does the fourth boss of Molten Core, Gar, have? What? Molten Core? That's like, um, BC level, right? Uh, or no, that's classic. Vanilla. Vanilla. vanilla yeah. How many minions? How many minions? I've only been there as like a 90 to get pets. Uh... Three. Okay. Let's go ahead and bring Root back in. How'd you do? I think I messed up one. Oh. Actually, I'm fairly positive I messed up one, but ah. other than that, I don't know. I don't have a chance. Can I, I just okay. can I just uh, resign no. and declare you winner? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's do this. All right, Root, are you ready to play a round of Hearthcast AoE? Certainly. All right, your time starts now. How many playable classes are there in the World of Warcraft? Eleven. How many quests can your quest log hold? Twenty-five. How many playable races are there in the World of Warcraft? Six. It's horribly wrong. 
Nax has the most boss encounters of any raid in WoW. How many boss encounters are in Nax? 14. And question number five. How many minions does the fourth boss of Molten Core, Gar, have? Four. And time. Woo! I'm going to fail horribly. (laughs) (laughs) No, you guys did pretty good. Some of the answers were the exact same, so that's good. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly the same wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so question number one was, how many playable classes are there in the World of Warcraft? Freckleface, you said 11. Root, you also said 11. The correct answer was 11. All right. That's it, two points. Question number two, how many quests... Can your quest log hold? Freckleface, you said 25. <laughs> Root, you said 25. The correct answer was 25. Why are you laughing? Are you surprised I know that? <laughs> no, surprised I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. How many playable races are there in the World of Warcraft? Freckleface, you said 12. Root, you said 6. The correct answer is 14. No, I got that wrong. Freckleface, you're <laughs> Like two expansions behind or something. <laughs> what, I said six? How did you come I to don't six? know. Did you like, forget about <laughs> the other faction? I don't know. No. Basically, it's only the ones I've ever played because the other ones don't matter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that figures. Question number four. Nax has the most boss encounters of any raid in WoW. How many boss encounters are in Nax? Freckleface, you said 16. Root, you said 14. The correct answer was 15. Oh! oh. We split we it! Split nice. The- nice. <laughs> How many minions does the fourth boss of Molten Core, Gar, have? Freckleface said 3. Root said 4. The correct answer is 8. Oh, I'm a little closer. Yeah. So Root gets the points. So we add up the points. Freckleface has a total of seven. And Root also has a total of seven. Oh, we're going to the time (laughs) card. (laughs) Freckleface finished in one minute, 32 seconds. Oh, wow. Root, you finished in one minute, seven seconds. Oh! With the win! You on Hotcast AOE! <laughs> <laughs> <Booyah>. <laughs> I'm faster it than you. This is my ramble. When you listen oh. back, you'll know. Would you ramble? That's what you never ramble in this game. I did. I was you like, can. There's I no was, time to ramble. It's half of my thing. I. Any kind of. okay? When you're playing Hearthcast AOE, uh-huh. if you think ramble, you need to think. Ain't nobody got time for that. And just keep going. Well, lesson learned, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, those are some good questions. Yeah, those are. Six, that bothers me. <laughs> Gremlins, thank you so much for coming on and hosting this uh, unique round of AOE. Yeah, thank you for having me again. <laughs> See, all right, so me and you have gone against each other. Mm-hmm. Now you put me and Root against each other. So the next time, yes. I'm going to write questions specifically for you and Root. And they're going to be warlock and druid questions. Well, uh, saying, uh, saying. <laughs> Don't 
do that. I don't know those what? classes. You both, you both play both of those. I don't mean nothing. Like the same race and everything. <laughs> I just know I press button five. It's right. Okay. <laughs> I program tell me when, and uh-huh. yeah, there you go. It's going to happen. You just wait a couple more weeks. <laughs> it's going to be horrible. No, it'll be good. I'm already the laughing stock warlock of the podcast community. <laughs> I'll be right there with you. Awesome. <laughs> we will laugh together, brother. Yes, we will. We just won't cry because warlocks don't. So Warlocks don't cry, no. <laughs> well, he beats you already in mounts. As of last night, right? Yes. Oh, grats. What'd you get? The Ashes of Alar. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Freck. I thought you had, like, number of, like, like he has, like, 200 mounts. <laughs> well, you like... beat me, so I had to bring that up. Just yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Well, grats on ashes. That's that's awesome. Thank you, punk. I mean, <clears throat> is my mic on? Sorry. <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you again for uh, for coming out here and hosting this event. That was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely the most fun that that I've ever had playing AOE because I got to beat Freckleface. Not many people can say that, except I don't know everybody this season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta start studying, man. I know. Just I'm play like, the game. That's like all. losing my edge. It's because Hearthstone. Yeah, I <laughs> you've guess been so. distracted. Yeah. <sighs> Good uh, times. Yeah. Thanks again. Thank you, guys. Hey, Blitz. Here's an idea for you. Real simple. Is there any chance we could get a Battle.net chat application for our mobile devices? Top to the top of the show, we're going to give you a challenge mode update, a little, little one at that, uh, and that is that the team starting to talk about forming it. Um, I kind of realized, and I kind of, I knew this before, but I kind of put it out of my mind that there, even though your gear is normalized, there is still a special best in slot gear set that you can get for challenge modes, and it's highly recommended that if you're going to go for gold, that you want to have a particular gear set. What you can do, you can go out on on any of the search engines, Google if you will, and you can type in your race, class, whatever, challenge mode gear set, and you will get your challenge mode gear set. And it's up to you to go get that stuff because there's certain gear sets with certain types of gems. You want certain potions. You want you, you know you want to get exactly the best out of what you can get. So I'm building that, and that's going to take me a little longer than I expected. So hopefully we're still on track for for April. That's still cool. And um, we're trying to get our gear sets together for that. Um, so, because I don't, I don't want to be carried. So, you know. So, anyhow, that's where we're at with that. And that about wraps up our show. We want to thank you guys all for listening to episode number 214 of Hearthcast, Getting to Know Garage. We thank all the sources uh, for getting us that information. I, we we compiled that from about four or five different sources. So, that was some fun information to do. Uh, it really helped me, anyhow, learn more about Garage and why, why, why we don't really like him anymore, because he got daddy issues. You know? <laughs> so it boils down to you know what it boils down to. Yeah. <laughs> he got the curry curry because he got daddy issues. Right. You know, but he's still a very interesting dynamic character, and I really like that about him. So he's deep. He's deep, and he's like, they need the that couch and Wow, where he can just lay down and talk. Do. You know, get just get it off his chest. It's dead. Yeah. Orcs don't do that though. They don't no. talk by their feelings. No, they don't. They don't. They really don't. No, they just kill stuff. I mean, even when 
Thrall was going through his psyche stuff. It was all about killing stuff. Yeah. Agra had to do, do his talking for you. Goel. That's you true. need to calm down, Goel. Come yeah. back, Goel. You do a better Thrall, uh, a better uh, Agra than I do. Mm-hmm. Not biting, are you? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I guess I would joke and then it'd totally prove you wrong. <laughs> Uh, William Shatner, Dying Llama, go. <laughs> it was sheep, wasn't it? I upgraded it to llama. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to upgrade, you upgrade to llama. That's what's oh, what you do. so it is. Yeah. yeah. Any, any upgrade, mm-hmm. you know. Upgrade to llama. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you choose one. You I can do the- someone talking to a llama. Is that from uh, Emperor's New Groove? No, I'm playing Dynamite. Oh. Tina, you fat lord, come get some dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, in this scenario, was a llama. Yes. See, that's not fair because your brother looks just like... There's nothing new with it. Oh, yeah, it is. Because y'all probably watch it all the time. Did back in the day. <laughs> it's dated now when that first came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool is like like for a couple of years he didn't have to dress up for Halloween. He just had to put on a pair of glasses and it was done. Yeah. <laughs> except he did actually dress up, except he was living in Korea at the time. Nobody knew. Don't even do was. Halloween in the first place. You <laughs> <laughs> don't do Halloween. Had no idea who he was. <laughs> That's funny. They're too reserved to like say anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny right there. <laughs> Oh, man. So, what's coming up in game, Freck? We got Noble Garden. Noble Garden. Finally. Get those eggs. Chocolate. Chocolate. Tokens. It's coming up this week. Pets. Mounts. Whole yeah, nine yeah. yards. Coming up this week, so do that. Uh, be prepared, because a lot of other people are going to be doing it. I recommend getting up an hour early. <laughs> uh, See? See, you, you that that is that is exactly why I recommend that. Because, because a lot I don't of people, want to. right? Not just because you don't want to, because okay. a majority of people, be like, oh, I'm not getting up an hour. So get up an hour early because most people won't. But your logic doesn't make sense. Sure, it does. Because if no, if less people are on, more eggs chances of me getting. In English, if <laughs> less people are on, I have a higher chance of getting eggs. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> There's Roots tip for the week: do the thing that you don't want to do because it's awful. But no one else is doing it, so do it anyways. Yeah. That's your opinion, though. Yeah. Like, no. Hello. I got up at like 6 o'clock in the morning the day, and you're online. That was for not a good reason, though. <laughs> I was not happy to be awake that early. No, I know. But what was my question to you? Oh. <laughs> up early or still up? Yeah. It's like, exactly. Is it a late night or an early morning? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Good times. Hey, we want to give a special thank you for the Gremlins for coming on tonight from hosting a HearthCast AOE. That was a lot of fun. Uh, at least I had fun. Did you kind of have fun in your defeat, Freckle Face? You know what? I did. In your agony? In your despair? Because I put you in your place? I get to gloat. Mm-hmm. It's my pride. I'm turning uh-huh. into a garage. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you are better than your companions. I got you to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Also, some warm shout-outs going out to our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter. I know I have funds on the Twitters. Yeah. If you haven't listened to um, the Grand Old Podcast episode with me there, that it was a fun episode. You get to learn a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to thank Sayumar for having me on there. Uh, it's been That was a lot of fun. 
you've been on, Freck. Oh, yeah. It was a great experience. So, yeah. Yeah. Good time. So go listen to those. Go check those out of the Grand Old Podcast. And as we close the show, I want to thank you for listening. You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. A big thank you to our friends over to Open Read for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com. Hello, everybody. It's Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where I talk about technology, toddlers, and Tylenol. I think over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to go over uh, some apps and stuff that can turn some of your free time into cash. I know a lot of us who freelance or are self-employed, uh, you know, spending 4 or $5 on a movie or, or any, anything like that, can it all adds up. And anything we can do to help earn a little extra cash on the side would really help. So over the next couple of episodes, I'm going to go over some of these programs that I've found that work, are not scams, and have actually netted me some really cool products. The first one I'm going to talk about today is called HitBliss. HitBliss is kind of a neat program. I have it downloaded on my computer. Um... I believe it's also available for Android, and it's supposed to be coming soon to iOS. Basically, what Hipless is, is it pays you for sitting there and watching ads. So you sit there, you watch ads, and every once in a while it's going to pop up and say, are you still there? And you click the little button. You keep doing that, it builds up a trust level. And the higher your trust level, the longer it goes in between checking to see if you're there or not. Basically, what HipList does is awards you credits. It'd be nice if it gave you cash, but that's not exactly what this program does. What it does is there's a HipList store, and there's movies and TV programs and stuff in the store. But when this program really becomes powerful is when you link it to your Amazon account. So anything that's available on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video, you can uh, use credits from HipList to go ahead and pay for that in Amazon. So that's what I've been doing. Um, quite a few TV shows that I'd like to watch. Uh, American Horror Story is one of them. So what I've been doing is when I want to watch an episode of American Horror Story, I take about 10 minutes and go through a couple of ads and um, earn enough credits to watch a couple episodes of American Horror Story. It's really neat. Basically, the bad part of this program is that you actually have to sit there and watch it. You can't have the hipless window buried in the underneath a bunch of other windows. It has to be front and center or uh, hipless will pause itself. Another thing, too, is the ads that you watch 
are repetitive. I've been doing this for a couple of months now and they added a new ad about adopting a dog and I got excited just because it was something new to watch. And you can only earn, I think it's $6 at a time. Now, I don't know if that has to do with your trust level or not. I uh, do get distracted easily. Squirrel. Anyway, so I have, uh, when you miss a button click and you're not there, it drops your trust level down pretty quickly. And it takes a long time to get it back. But, you know, there's good and bad parts to it. So that's hit bliss. Um, I have a link over on aspectofthedaddy.com where you can see Hipless, my article there. Read about it. Um, I have a little referral link. If you guys are feeling generous, you can go over there, click on my referral link, and once you buy something, I get $2. And if you do it, you get $2. $2 for you. $2 for you. $2 for you. You get the idea. Anyway, that's Hipless. Next week, I'm going to be covering some other programs that will help you make some money with pictures that you take with your cell phone. So you can find me on Twitter at Broadway Blues, aspectofthedaddy.com, or if you want, you can send me an email, broadwayblues at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys.